This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Bowl season is upon us. The first games kick off this afternoon. The Bahamas Bowl as UAB takes on Miami of Ohio and the Cure Bowl as UTSA takes on Troy. Both games set to give us fans what we want, and that is more college football here on a Friday. It is December 16th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. So as I mentioned, bowl season is here, and on today's episode, we are going to take a look at two things. One, a few of the bowl games to watch over the next few weeks, and two, whether or not bowls are essentially devalued and less important than what they once were. So joining me to discuss is 24-7 Sports College football writer Brad Crawford. Brad, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and joining me. Really appreciate it. Doing pretty well. Favorite time of the year, bowl season. We get 41 games in about a three-and-a-half-week stretch. So pretty pretty excited to wrap things up in college football season. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great time of the year. More college football. College football during the week, too. So it's games that we can watch if we're still working during the holidays. Definitely nothing wrong with too much college football. I don't think that's even a word. I don't think there is anything like too much college football. Uh, But what I do want to start with as we begin our discussion, I want to look at the ladder and look at bowl games as a whole. So the list I'm about to read, Brad, includes players sitting out of bowl games, right? Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, Will Levis, B. John Robinson, Joey Porter Jr., Dante Demas, Anthony Richardson, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, and there are many others that I haven't mentioned. So we see big name after big name after big name sitting out of bowl games to prepare for the NFL draft. So my first question to you, do you think we're at a point where bowl games have just lost, right, so much of their luster that not only do players not necessarily care about them, but maybe even fans are starting to care less and less about bowl season? The short answer here is absolutely. I mean, these are the faces of college football. A lot of them, premier players, played pretty well this season, going to be day one selections in the draft. And really outside of the college football playoff, we have all of these big name guys deciding to, you know, skip out on their teammates, protect their bodies and not playing these final games. It, It seems like Lance with every passing day leading up to here day one of bowl season, the number just continues to grow of players dropping out. I think we've reached three dozen players now roughly that are going to you know sit out for the draft. So college football's powers to be, in my opinion, need to find a way to maybe incentivize these potential early round picks to stick around and ensure that these games still have stars. But from transfer portal mania this month to the early signing period next week, I mean, bowl practice right now is just about the last thing on the minds of these coaching staffs in, in December ahead of these games. So I don't think a ton of these bowl games hold meaning any longer outside of the playoff. To go off what you said, I think college football is kind of putting itself in a bind right because yeah. obviously bowl season is starting up the early signing period is is set to get underway 
uh, next Wednesday or this coming Wednesday, I should say. Uh, obviously, the transfer portal window uh, recently opened. So you have all these things kind of happening at once. And it seems like fans in the modern day college football care a lot more, unless your team's in the college football playoff. It seems like fans care a lot more about the transfer portal and recruiting than they do about, you know, X bowl game. And again, this is for teams that aren't in the college football playoff. I, I think college football needs to potentially do a better job of scheduling things out um, if they want more focus to be on bowl games. Because like me, for example, and granted, my team isn't in a bowl game. I understand that. But I'm just a college football fan as a whole. Right now, I could care less about what bowl game is on my TV. I could care less about who's playing in what bowl game. My main focus is on, hey, which player or which recruit is my team going to get? Who, who is my team going to get in the transfer portal? I think college football is doing themselves a disservice by having all of these things kind of converge all at once. Yeah, prior to the early signing period, which is now, you know, three or four days before Christmas, I mean, back in the traditional recruiting calendar, bowl games were played around New Year's Eve or sometimes in December, and they could give an opportunity for teams to have, you know, maximum momentum heading into that national signing day in February and into spring practice. And I think they've they've lost their luster, so to speak. A lot of that has to do with, as you mentioned, the recruiting calendar has been pushed up a great deal. Transfer portal is alive and well now with essentially free agency across college football for those programs that you know aren't in the top top four to six every year but yeah as a mega bowl season fan myself you know i'm, I'm the guy here at 24 7 sports that projects these bowl games every week during the season i talk to bowl committees weekly you know through through phone or text email and i just see that there's a growing level of lack of interest in bowl season as you mentioned outside of those you know two playoff games on new year's eve and again, like I said, it's college football combining all these things at once and the calendar doesn't really shape up for each individual, whether it's recruiting, transfer portal and bowl games to, to have shine of their own uh, anymore. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to look at three bowl games to watch. Keep it locked in. You're listening to the College Football Daily. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So back here on the College Football Daily, Lance Glenn joined alongside by Brad Crawford. So Brad, a little over a week ago, you compiled a list of 12 must-watch postseason matchups. We're going to talk about three of them today. And let's start with number six on your list, the Gator Bowl, as South Carolina takes on Notre Dame. No Michael Mayer for Notre Dame, as I mentioned before, but a big opportunity for South Carolina to notch their ninth win of the season. I'm sure Shane Beamer will have his bunch motivated for the game. So what's standing out to you regarding this one? And really the opportunities for both teams heading into 
into it. In talking with several bowl sources leading up to the announcement a few weeks ago for these pairings, I was told the Gator Bowl Committee's dream scenario was South Carolina Notre Dame, two top 20 teams that have a chance to win their you know ninth game in, in Jacksonville December 30th. This is the Gamecocks' first time in Jacksonville, Florida, playing a football game since 1987. First time playing Notre Dame since 1984. So big matchup here if you're a South Carolina fan. As you mentioned previously, Michael Mayer's out for Notre Dame. Isaiah Foskey, defensive end, pass rusher, he's also out. And the Gamecocks have a new look roster too because they lost two of their top offensive playmakers in Jaheim Bell and Marshawn Lloyd at the portal. So you're going to see two very different teams, I think, suiting up to play this one here in a couple weeks in Jacksonville. But it's two quality teams. I think it's a top 10 matchup. The odds makers feel the same way. I think the latest line I saw a few days ago was Notre Dame minus two and a half. So that's that's one of the closer spreads during bowl season. These are these are two teams that I think the future is bright moving forward for both under Shane Beamer and Marcus Freeman. And this is perhaps a precursor to bigger and better things for both of these programs in 2023. Yeah, and for Notre Dame, we saw them start off slow, start off three and three, uh, but then obviously right the ship. Uh, their last loss obviously coming to USC. And then South Carolina, now in year two of Shane Beamer, it would be great for them to potentially get to nine wins. That would be a big, a big step forward, excuse me, as they head in to 2023. So let's move on to number four on your list. And that's the Orange Bowl between Tennessee and Clemson. If I told you at the start of the season that these two teams would face off in a bowl game, I don't know if many would have thought the quarterbacks would be Cade Klubnick for Clemson and Joe Milton for Tennessee. But that's what we're going to get with Hendon Hooker injured and DJ Uyangale in the transfer portal. And with this one, I'm really excited to see more at a Klubnick. Obviously performed well against UNC in the ACC title game. And for Tennessee, Joe Milton could very well be the starting quarterback in 2023. Obviously, they have Nico Ayamaleva coming in, the number two player in the 2023 class. But who knows if he'll be ready or not to play uh, right away as a freshman. So two teams in orange, one in Klubnik, one quarterback in Klubnik that will definitely be leading his team next year, another in Milton that could be tasked with keeping the winning ways in Knoxville for 2023. So it will surely be a fun matchup between the Tigers and the Vols. This is one of those rare bowl games during, you know, during the postseason where it has a playoff game type feel to it, despite being you know outside of the Final Four in the New Year Six. As you said, the Klubnik area starts now for Clemson. Officially kicks off his first career start with DJU moving on. I haven't looked at a total for this game yet, but it's probably going to be a high-scoring affair down in Miami, and it really has that, like I said, big game feel to it. No Cedric Tillman for Tennessee, no Jalen Hyatt for the Vols either, so look for maybe potential one or two new guys who are going to be in that starting lineup at wideout in 2023, sort of getting there initial reps on a spotlight stage opportunity for Tennessee. But this should be a very good game. Comes down to the wire. That's part of the reason why I had this game is one of my must watch. And, you know, it sort of gets that prime time only game on, you know, in that time slot on December 30th, a few hours after the Gator Bowl. So that that's probably a day besides New Year's Eve that has some of the best matchups during bowl season. Yeah. And what's funny about this game and we obviously talked about South Carolina and Notre Dame for the last game is you can make a case that South Carolina pretty much ended the playoff chances for both Tennessee and Clemson. And, you know, very well next season, if the things keep trending, you know, Clemson ends up getting you know, back to an ACC title game and Tennessee continues to trend in the right direction, then ultimately it wouldn't be much of a shock if we saw this game again in the college ball playoff next year. Uh, so again, a fun game to watch. Cade Klubnick for Clemson, Joe Milton for Tennessee, two quarterbacks that obviously didn't start the season as their team starting quarterbacks, but two quarterbacks that could very well be the starting quarterbacks for their teams in 2023. So Brad, last one, and let's go to your top must-watch game of the bowl season, the Peach Bowl, one of the college football playoff semifinals, Georgia and Ohio State. 
State. Ohio State getting into this game as the second Big Ten team in the playoff thanks to a USC loss in the Pac-12 title game, but a team that many thought for a while as the favorite to win it all this season. And Georgia, of course, the defending national champions going for a repeat and right now the favorites to hoist the trophy once more. I think this is definitely the better of the two semifinals, the other obviously being TCU and Michigan. And I'm really excited to see if Ohio State can kind of shock the country with this, as Ryan Day put it, second lease on life just a few weeks ago. I was going to say, here's a chance for the Buckeyes team to sort of repair its name a bit after that embarrassing loss to Michigan at home. But they have to go into Georgia's backyard and do it, try to combat a team that's more talented than them, one, and will be just as physical at the line of scrimmage, if not more than Michigan. I've sort of discussed you know, previously that, that Georgia does what Michigan does, but does it better in a way has better talent at, at, at tight end, has a better quarterback. You know, running back discussion is, is probably arguable, but this should be a game that is really tough for Ohio State unless they're able to to score early and, and kind of keep it within striking distance. That's, that's the key here. I, I think if C.J. Stroud has to throw it 50 times, that means he's going to be on his back at least half a dozen against that Georgia front. So Travion Henderson out for Ohio State. Jackson Smith and the Jigba is not going to play anymore for the Buckeyes after declaring for the draft, and he has that hamstring injury. So the Buckeyes are down a few playmakers, and they're obviously going to need a full deck to, to beat the defending champions. But this is my number one game because I just think it has a national title game feel to it based on how talented these two rosters are. And a lot of respect for both head coaches, Kirby Smart and Ryan Day. And Brad, before we go, I just want to ask you real quickly. He's lost to Michigan twice, hasn't won a Big Ten title. Is this sort of a, and again, it's against Georgia, right? And Ohio State is not the favorite in this game. I get that. But is this sort of a legacy game or legacy moment for C.J. Stroud? I think it's just as important for Ryan Day, too. Um, getting back to Stroud, though, you know, he he's made that comment now a couple times since that Michigan loss that I'm not going to let one Saturday define my career. I mean, he may not let it define his career, but... I'm certain that Ohio State fans will. And if he goes 0-3, you know, two losses to Michigan and one to Georgia in the three biggest games of his career, he's probably going to be defined by that, by the, by the Buckeye faithful. But getting back to Ryan Day, it's it's time he wins a big game as well. And if Ohio State fails to show up, you know, inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that's going to be a bad look for him too. Pressure is certainly on Ryan Day. Pressure is certainly on C.J. Stroud. We know the high expectations they have in Columbus. And again, it's it's tough to to create a legacy for the Buckeyes when you're 0-2 against Michigan and to go 0-3 in the three biggest games of your career. Uh, that would be tough sledding for C.J. Stroud. But nonetheless, bowl game season is here. So many over the next few weeks, whether you care about them or not, there's nothing bad about having more college football to watch. That's for sure. So remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, head over to the 24-7 Sports YouTube page and subscribe as well. So for Brad Crawford, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to the College Football Daily and have a good weekend. 